just walking around in some kind of fog. I think we're all on a trance. People are talking in symbols. Everyone's sort of floating through this fog of symbols and unconscious feelings. Hello and welcome back to the Lucid Dreaming Podcast. This is episode 9. Let's get started with our usual follow-up. I've described in a previous episode a few episodes ago that I was wondering about false awakenings, whether, whether it's possible to experience more than one in a row and whether anybody has had that experience. And uh, I saw in... Uh, an interesting post on Reddit, and apparently not only is this a common enough occurrence that happened to a few people, but they report several of them in a row, multitudes, five or more even. So <laughs> it's an interesting thing, and I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, it's a fun little discussion that, that happened there, but I can't even imagine how it feels like to multiple times wake up thinking that you finally actually woke up only to once again discover that you're still sleeping. That can be, uh, what a rude awakening, <laughs> if you will. So I'll, I'll link to that. I thought it was a interesting little tidbit. You see, I ask a question and sometimes the answer just shows up sooner or later. And that's kind of fun. Before I go back to the follow-up on the last episode, I wanted to mention... I saw on Twitter that Charlie Morley, whose book I'm reading and still highly recommend, just announced a new book that's going to come out in September, um, basically titled A Beginner's Guide to Lucid Dreaming. So I guess maybe um, perhaps he's formulating uh, another book with a more of a, a, a beginner's guide, uh, more specifically than the one he currently has. So that's interesting and look forward to seeing when that one comes out. I can bet that it'll be good or as good as the first one, if not better. Follow up on the last episode, our paranormal activities. One, as I mentioned, of course, I forgot to uh, specify some some other um, other occurrences and things like um, talking or meeting dead people, you know, dead relatives and so on. When I mentioned that activity in particular as part of listing you know possible activities i was m- more mentioning it uh in a sense of you know pr- creating the experience of talking to dead relatives not actually talking to dead relatives but that is something that people uh, believe is possible to do and so that's that's another one i forgot to mention and of course astral projection which I've seen various definitions of what that is, but I think it's a sort of combination of out-of-body experience and traveling in other dimensions or other levels or realms of consciousness. Um, and I won't go into that because I honestly don't know enough about it, but it's another one of those things that uh, some people connect uh, in some cases to to lucid dreaming. So those those are a couple more examples. I just wanted to 
to give. Talking to dead people, uh, I don't know. Again, it requires the belief that not only, you know, do we stay on in some format after we die, which I can understand the concept if we are consciousness or if there is a soul, spirit, and so on. Maybe something moves. But for for people who believe, let's say, in reincarnation, then whatever transmigrates to the next incarnation moves on to a next body which have which will have a new um identity a new psyche and, and personality so it won't really be the same person so whatever if anything stays whatever stays um perhaps is not something you can can talk to in the same way to that you spoke to the person but again this is so is so out of the realm of uh of what we can easily prove or test or I mean we can postulate about it we can if somebody has an experience then you know uh, for that person it will be hard to argue with themselves and their experience but it's also hard to tell I did mention in the lapse episode uh, Dr. Rory McSweeney uh, and his mutual dream experiment which uh, I've, I've chatted with him a bit on, on Twitter and um, it looks the more I look into it, it's it's very cool, and uh, he created a nice new trailer for for the experiment. So I'll post that, and I I recommend you check it out. I love the approach. I mean, I really um, it seems like it is just that um, an experiment, and trying to see is this possible? If if so, how do we do it? How can we prove it? What can we learn from um, the experiment? And I do believe that the more people participate in something like this, the more we might actually get out of it. You know, the more cases, case studies we might have to look into and say, okay, is this real? Can this work? Can we do it? And how? So uh, kudos to you, McSweeney. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's very, a very good approach, and I think it's very interesting. So I'm definitely going to jump in. And I'm gonna post um, the 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 new the new video uh, in the show notes, so everybody can can take a look at that. It's very very cool. There are a couple of things I wanted to mention before I forget. One of them is probably this is the the last opportunity I get to mention it. Um, I'll get to that in a second. The first one is I wrote a little blog post, basically listing all the all the main movies about uh, lucid dreaming and uh, it's it's almost complete um in one sense I, I i didn't put a lot of the like short films and some of the documentaries because i you know i i found i found them but i haven't watched all of them so i wasn't quite sure um if all of them sort of fit the list but perhaps they do and i'll link to it and if you if i missed any any big if there's any big glaring misses or something that I forgot, if you know about a movie, uh, let me know. Put it in the comments or something, and I'll add it to the list. And I'll, I'll keep this list updated uh, as much as I can. So, you know, this this will always be sort of uh, I'm trying to build the, the ultimate list for uh, lucid dreaming movies and maybe even TV shows. I know there's a couple of web series people uh, creating, so that's kind of cool, and I want to expand it more and more. Let me know if you think some of the other little, you know, short films and 
and things uh, can, should fit in there. The second thing I wanted to mention is the Lucidity Festival, which is basically an, sort of an arts and music festival, but also uh, with a big leaning on transformation of consciousness and just a transformative sort of experience. They have all sorts of workshops like meditation and yoga and uh, I believe also various sort of uh, mini lectures and people coming to speak about all sorts of subjects, I believe, including lucid dreaming. I think that the Iwinks guys are going to be there, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, of course, there's lots of music. It's a sort of three-day camping um, music and art event. And it seems very, very cool. Unfortunately, I will not be able to attend it despite wanting to go and check it out. It's in uh, April 11th. And it's in uh, somewhere in Southern California. I'll pull a, a link in the show notes and you can check it out. Um, it looks very, very interesting. Um, if this is your sort of thing, if you are anywhere near here and uh, want to check it out, take a look. It seems, uh, it seems very cool. So I think that's good follow-up. And I wanted to move into the subject for this evening. And after several emails... Um, a continuation of my conversation with, with Shelly as well as a conversation, uh, an email I got from Justin, Justin from Slovakia. Thank you for writing in. First of all, uh, I loved your email. It was so awesome to read. And uh, I love your enthusiasm with, with the process too. It sounds like you're, you're jumping uh, deep into it. So I wanted to address your email also in particular and what the questions you've asked me. Um, so your questions are absolutely fine and make perfect sense. And, um, and they all touch just like Shelly about sort of, uh, the particulars of practice of lucid dreaming and, in in, in more specific, the, the practice of, uh, writing a dream journal and increasing dream recall and how that connects to, 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 achieving lucidity so this is this is even coincidentally this is a great great time for this email because i I think i I threw it out there somewhere in not the last episode but the one before it about a new theory that i have in regards to dream recall so i've tried to take some more time and formulate it in my mind at least what what the theory is but it's it's hard to sort of put together, so I'm gonna just I'm just gonna go for it. I'm just gonna try to um, do a, a stream of consciousness kind of thing and and try to formulate it as I speak about it because I didn't I didn't really have a chance to talk about it with anybody, and I think that I put together my thoughts better when when I speak about these these subjects. It's the philosopher in me, perhaps. So bear with me as I try to make sense of, of this uh, this theory. But, and again, it is a, a theory, but um, the more I practice lucid dreaming, the more I dig deep into this, the more I understand and observe my own experience as well as read studies and, and things like that, the more this theory of mine seems to become relevant and to, to seem to make sense, at least to me. So I would love to hear what you think. And here, here, here it goes. Let's, let's, 
let's put it together. I think that the notion that dream recall is is necessary for lucid dreaming is is a misconception. And don't get me wrong, I I I do believe you need to write a dream journal and I'll tell you why. But I think you know how people say I I've I've read it in so many beginners guides. People say the first thing you have to do is increase your dream recall because if uh, if you can't remember your dreams, what if you become lucid? You won't even remember that. That makes no sense to me. That doesn't sound right at all. I find it very, very hard to imagine. And I've definitely never had such an experience where I've had a lucid dream and forgot it. Now, you might say, okay, maybe if you forgot it, maybe you don't even know that you had that lucid dream and forgot it. Well, then, then you tell me if you've ever had the experience of not remembering having a lucid dream and suddenly remembering it. Because if I have a lucid dream, I either, one, wake up from that lucid dream while being lucid, and every single lucid dream I've had had such an impact on the way I feel and my thoughts and my memory and uh, my feeling that you know when I wake up from it, it registers so strongly. I mean, it's it's almost hard to escape. The only exception that I can think of is if, you know, lucidity is very faint. You know, when I have a low level of lucidity, then, you know, I might lose lucidity and not wake up from the dream. So I become lucid and then I continue to engage in the dream and lose lucidity. But even then, it leaves just the fact that I became lucid always makes me so happy. Um, you know, every single time. And it it really leaves uh, a mark in my memory. So unless you tell me otherwise, and I'll believe you if, if any of you have had this happen to you where you actually became lucid and totally forgot it, and, and suddenly later on in the day or at some point, you know, remember it, uh, basically proving you that you had a lucid dream and didn't even remember until a certain point, I don't think that that almost... I find it very hard that it will happen unless you're one of those natural lucid dreamers where every single night you you know you have multiple lucid dreams and you know it's so common that you forget it i don't know i find it hard to imagine i think the people who are natural lucid dreamers are also people who naturally have high dream recall and this connects back to my theory so i don't think that dream recall is what is necessary is the is the basic component of having a lucid dream or let me phrase it differently i don't believe that writing down your dreams that increasing dream recall is the reason to write down your dreams in order to have better recall and and then in order to you know remember the dream that you had when you you became lucid i believe that writing a dream journal increases your dream recall is a side effect. It is not the, the purpose or the or the, the main cause. I, I believe that an increased dream recall is a side effect of writing down your dreams and, and creating a dream journal. And here's why. I think I think it's it's more about dream awareness that you're increasing, you're putting attention towards your dreams and towards the content of your dreams. 
and you are increasing your dream awareness after the fact. Yes, when you write a dream journal, you're doing that after the fact, but you're doing it at the moment where you're closest to the dream, where your brain waves are still uh, at a different frequency, when your mind and your awareness and your consciousness and your mindset um, just woke up from the dream. And it's not just that the fact that your memories are, are fresh, but your state of consciousness is in a different place. Um, you know, from the, the feeling of it, where you're still sort of drowsy and in, in, in sort of fuzzy dream space, all the way to the fact that your brain waves indicate that you're in a different uh, state of mind. So you're cultivating and increasing dream awareness. And I believe that dream awareness, whatever exactly that might be, it that is the prerequisite. And that is the requirement that that which is necessary, but not sufficient to have lucidity and to have, I think that when you increase your dream awareness, after a certain point, there's a sort of tipping point in which that dream awareness is so high that it becomes, it, it moves into lucidity, it merges with, between dream awareness and dream consciousness, and then waking consciousness, aware consciousness, self aware, self reflecting consciousness, where you're you know, not just running around like a zombie, but you're consciously aware of the fact that you're running around and, and living life or running around in a dream. So I hope that I hope that makes sense. What I'm saying is that I believe that the fact that you're increasing your dream awareness by by looking into the content of your dreams, or paying attention to your dreams at the moment where you still can more easily I think that that increases dream awareness, which as a side effect of that also increases dream recall. Because the more aware of your dreams, consciously aware of your dreams you are, the more of them you'll remember. And the only time you get to remember them is, you know, in the morning or when you wake up from them. But when you do write down your dreams and when you do remember your dreams, they stay in as sort of hardwired memories they they stay in and you remember them for the rest of the day and sometimes for the rest of your life i still i i, I i'm telling you i remember every single one of my lucid dreams i might not think about all of them all the time or might not quickly um you know recollect uh any of them because there there, there, there have been many at this point but you know when I start thinking about them, or if I go back to my dream journals and find the ones that I've been lucid and start reading, I remember them right away. They stick in my memory. And some dreams that are not that I have not been lucid in have also stayed very firmly in my memory because I wrote them down, or they just had like a strong feeling attached to them. And the more attention I put to my dreams, the more of them I remember just in the long term. So the way it connects to dream journaling and the way it connects to I wanted to do a sort of not back to basics, but I, you know, from the various questions and emails I get, you know, I, I understand that there is a, a core of lucid dreaming practice that that is important. And I always pointed it out is, you know, write a dream journal, start from a dream journal. But I, I think that I want to connect this theory 
in this this aspect of the practice to to another thing and that is if you want to put time in a lucid dreaming practice and you have limited time most of us um, have limited time when we're trying to do this and this is a tricky thing it's a lot of it you know a lot of the practice and various techniques you know you have to wake yourself up in the middle of sleep you have to spend time in the morning writing down you have to spend time at night before you go to sleep you know trying to um, cultivate a, a dream or the mindset for lucid dreaming and so on it's 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 problematic because there's also so many things that you can do and any book you read any comprehensive book you read you see so many techniques and so many aspects so you're doing dream journals and reality checks and uh, induction techniques and mindsets and mantras and uh, there's so many things and very few if almost any of us have the time even even me I barely have the time to record this podcast which I I love and look forward to do so very few of us have the time to do all of these things and I don't even think that we should do all of these things sort of all at once and again if I would recommend something to do it would be writing down a dream journal now since we understand that that we have limited time I wanted to recommend doing it in a very specific way and that might be actually different from person to person so I'm going to set the stage for this and give the overview and you'll have to to see how it works for you and I, th- I think that this will make sense so here is here is the the method I'm, I'm suggesting and and how it connects to again to the theory of, of cultivating dream awareness and why it's so crucial I don't know exactly the mechanism behind it I don't know the scientific theory of why that is but I'm, I have a strong inclination, again, from my experience, from other people's experience, and from some studies and research, that this is this is a crucial component. So, as I was saying, you know, many of us sort of jump jump in headfirst with all these various things, um, and it often kind of messes up the process of of trying to achieve lucidity. In some ways, sort of obsessing over lucid dreaming can help bring it about. But sometimes it, you know, if you're excited or really trying and wanting to lucid dream, sometimes it, it gets hard to sleep or um, it's harder to fall back asleep if you're waking yourself up in order to try, you know, um, to to fall back asleep consciously right into a dream, for example. So I can often have when I try that sometimes I have a hard time falling back asleep just because I'm thinking about it so much Uh, the same with everything else you do so much and you think about it so much that something in your awareness and your consciousness is kind of anxious it's agitated and it's not it's not relaxed so I believe that if if you're starting out at least if you're if you consider yourself a beginner if you're just if you're starting out or your dream awareness and dream recall are not high, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get rid of all other induction methods and techniques and all of that, even even the reality checks. Do, do only the following. Only write down your dreams, and here's how you do that. Write down, not the minimum amount, but 
do a test. If you, ha- if you have time to write down your dreams, write down until you feel like you just either, one, don't have time, or you're just, you're just tired. Because I know that when I write down my dreams on a regular basis, and I, I, I manage to do it, and I don't, I don't forget or miss or, you know, uh, skip writing down my dreams, then again, dream awareness increases, dream recall increases. And I find myself writing up to seven dreams or more sometimes every morning. And that gets a long time. I know Justin, you wrote, (laughs) it gets like 45 minutes just writing down everything, which is fantastic because it means that there's a lot to write down. But I mean, it, it, it really, who has the time for that in the morning it's uh, it's kind of crazy so i want you to write up to the point where it is you know still feasible so i, I give this the the correlation of of an example for people who want to meditate but don't find that they have the time or energy uh people are starting out like even just doing 20 minutes a day is you know it, it, it's hard sometimes to do. And the recommendation I've heard before from meditation teachers in some cases is to do, like limit yourself to a certain amount of time. Let's say only five minutes. Hell, even only one minute. If you look for the amount of time or the amount of effort that you know that you'll do on a regular basis. Give yourself a small amount as you need to guarantee that you will have no problem doing that consistently. If that means writing down three sentences of general big concepts from your dream or any big specific sort of take from the dream or memory or something, do just that. Hell, write even one sentence if you believe that you you can keep up with a one-sentence practice per morning. I'd rather you do something consistently than, you know, do as much as you can, but because it's so overwhelming and exhausting and who the hell has the time, you'll skip several mornings or you won't keep up with the practice and you'll just like fizzle away and just, you know, give up or just be lazy about it, quote, so to speak. I don't mean to say actually being lazy, but you know the feeling. It's like, I don't have the energy for that this morning or... I woke up late and so on and so forth. So find the time that for you, the amount of time or the amount of effort or some kind of measurement that for you, it will be amount that you know, you know, this I can do. So for for a long time that I've been meditating, um, my practice was supposed to be 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening. And in the evening, I was always too tired um, and I wouldn't do it every night. And sometimes in the morning, um, it was hectic mornings, getting up, getting ready for work and so on. And I wouldn't do it all the time. And I've skipped so many meditations because of that. And at some point I realized that, you know, after talking, um, to some people, I've realized that it's better to do a consistent, but small or short practice than, doing one that's inconsistent, but I'm supposed to do 20 minutes or 40 minutes total a day, but just can't keep up with such a practice because for whatever reason, start small and work your way up. And I, I, as silly as that sound, I said, okay, I'm going to do five minutes every day, but I'm going to do it every day. 
and five minutes I can do it. it's not a lot of time so I basically I'm suggesting you do the same write down as much as you can write down the things that seem the most important if on some days you're on a roll and you feel like writing more go for it now if you want to try what I've done with recording your dreams in voice where you know I, I use one of the apps um, and either transcribe or just voice record the dreams go for it give it a try it might might work for you I've realized that there's two issues one in the morning I, I definitely can speak faster than I can write or type so that's a big advantage however I often can't seem to formulate the description of what I'm trying to describe describe about the dream uh, as well in voice than I can in writing at least not not in a coherent way I don't, I'm not sure quite why maybe when you just wake up your cognitive functions work a little differently and you know you're not as easily formulating thoughts uh, for speech as you are for writing. Who knows? Uh, I'm not quite sure. So I find myself recording my voice, stopping, and then writing something, and then continuing in voice, where I think maybe just writing down might be easier. So I don't know that one method is better than the other, but I believe that for each one, you know, try and see what works for you and and go with that. or Or do what's what's easiest for you what you know you can do very easily if you have other people around you and maybe you can't wake them up so you can't you know record a voice and and speak but maybe you you wake up at the same time as your you know significant other or whoever and you you can practice by telling them the dreams that you've had if you if you can if you don't mind doing that so that that kind of connects to the other point. You, I don't think you particularly have to write down your dreams, but you have to you have to pay attention to them. You have to give give them focus and attention to connect your waking consciousness, your waking awareness into your dream awareness. And that will increase your awareness of your dream consciousness if that makes any sense. So I think that writing down your dreams, I think that thinking about your dreams or telling your dreams to someone or anything like that, at the minimum amount on a regular basis will do the trick. Um, and I believe that that is a prerequisite almost, almost for lucid dreaming. Now, of course, it's not, I don't think it's a must in that sense where you know, if you already have strong dream awareness, just just thinking about your dreams when you wake up might might work for you. For others, maybe not. People who, you know, drink a lot of coffee, like me. <laughs> People who um, don't don't sleep very well, or have any other issues where uh, something messes with their their memory. Uh, some people are on particular medications that either help or make it worse in terms of not just memory, but but dream awareness, being able to sort of be conscious in your dreams in general and remember them in the morning. Again, I think the memory is a sort of secondary side effect of it. So 
you know, some people use dreams uh, for dream analysis for psychotherapy. I think that has a tremendous effect. So, you know, most people write down their dreams in order to be, then go to their therapist and, and share the dream. But some people just because because they've given was were given the request to come back with a dream so they can analyze it, you know, whether they write it or not, they suddenly pay attention to the fact that they're dreaming and what the content of their dreams are, and then they come and they analyze it. They, you know, break it down, they talk about it with, with a therapist or with someone, and again, they start paying attention and giving focus to their dreams. And I think that's what increases dream awareness. And I really think, I really think part of my theory is that dream awareness, again, it's not just that it's the prerequisite for lucid dreaming. I think lucid dreaming is a point on that scale. So as dream awareness increases, I think it passes a threshold that that just crosses over to lucidity. I think it's a, I think it's a point on the spectrum. And I think that that's why there is that experience of levels of lucidity once you achieve lucidity. There's a, a point where there's just a, a barrier that you pass where consciousness sort of becomes self-aware, so to speak, where your awareness of the fact that you're aware kicks in, right? And beyond that point, you continue to go up the scale and from a sort of low level of lucidity, low level of self conscious awareness it goes up and high and high and higher and that that makes a lot more sense to me when i look at it instead of you know several different components as dream recall which is only in retrospect dream recall and memory is just looking back dream awareness is in the moment at the time it's happening and that's why i think the dream recall is uh a secondary component it's remembering the aw awareness that you have the awareness of what you were experiencing after the fact but when you have more awareness and you experience and remember more you will later remember it more because you had more awareness it's not that your memory is just better that's part of it but it's not the only thing I think you don't have memory of it because at the time you weren't all that consciously aware of what was happening or what were your, your experience was. So again, to encapsulate it, basically, I think that the attention you give to your dreams increases your dream awareness. And at some point, it just crosses over to lucidity. And that's why when you first, you know, think about lucidity or start dealing with it, many people, and not always, and I, I believe Justin, you, you said that the same thing happened to you. You hear it for the first time and you think about it and something something clicks in there and it and off it happens. So forget any other technique for the moment. If you're struggling, if you're not sure, if you don't have, if you don't have very strong dream recall, which indicates that you may not have very strong dream awareness, throw out everything else. And just try this for, I want to say six weeks, but I mean, I'm minimum of four. Give me four weeks where every single day you just do any form of looking at your dreams. I say writing them down helps because that has other benefits later for, 
you know, dream signs and the rest of it. And also maybe, you know, people claim that writing down something is causes some process in the brain to, um, I don't know, connect. Uh, I think you're creating better neural pathways of, you know, from memory to, to conscious awareness, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure how it works. But I do recommend writing down, but writing down only up to a point that you feel, I can do this every morning. Five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you have. You know, one sentence, five sentences, uh, big plot points of the dreams, something. And I think that that, more than anything else, will have the most effect. So take a practice that's sustainable, that you can sustain on a regular basis, and you do it in two ways. Remove everything that's not a core basic practice in this case. My recommendation, you don't have to follow it, is only doing uh, dream journaling or dream awareness, basically. Um, and even that one, reduce it to a level that is sustainable, that you can do on a regular basis, whatever that may be for you. And try it out, just test it out, or just write down your dreams every morning until you're like, all right, I have enough, I ha had enough of this. And then when you go out, you know, heading out for work or wherever you do, keep thinking about it. You don't have to write down the rest, but you just, you know, run it through your mind, see if you can recall as many details as you can. And then maybe in the middle of the day, do another little exercise, you know, think about that dream, what you started writing, see if you can recall all the details that you've written down or that you thought about when you left the house and see if you can remember more. That's what I want you to do. Just you, It's not always about just sitting down and writing everything, but it is pointing your focus and attention to your dreams. All right, enough of that. But hopefully hopefully that makes sense. And the more I, the more I formulate this, this little theory of mine, and I'm, I'm actually uh, scouring the internet for research about how dream recall works and if there's been any studies about why writing down your dreams increases your dream recall, which again, I think is just a side effect, but it's the, the most obvious side effects that people think it's the effect. You know, I think that's why people think that writing down your dreams equals increases your dream recall. I think writing down your dreams increases dream awareness, which happens to increase dream recall. That's my theory, basically. And I think that that is the core component for achieving lucidity sooner or later. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope that made sense to you. Um, if you have any feedback, I'm always here and you can catch me on Twitter at the lucid sage or write me an email contact at lucidsage.com with any questions, feedbacks, comments. Justin, I hope I answered your question and Shelly as well, uh, and anybody else who might be wondering. I think this is, I will swear by it. I think this is the most powerful technique that you can uh, cultivate and the best sort of practice and habit for lucid dreaming. Because sooner or later, it, it takes time to, to, to achieve it, especially on a regular basis. People just hope, and, and believe me, I've, I've been there too, just hope that, you know, if they sort of just fire at every direction, you know, th throw everything they can against the wall and something will hopefully stick. And sometimes sometimes it works, but just sporadically, like you just sort of manage to somehow accidentally 
uh, fire off some plays in the brain that, that achieves lucidity. But if you want lucid dreamings on regular basis, increase your dream awareness and do that by using a regular daily practice. The smallest that you can, I don't care, as long as it's on a consistent basis. And believe me, give this four weeks, six weeks, hell, give me two months and see what happens. Just just give it a try, an experiment. You're going to go to sleep every day and wake up every day for two months anyway. Hopefully, if nothing goes wrong, of course. Um, so why not just add that and see what happens? Throw away everything else. Just, just give it a try. I'm going to do it right along with you. I'm going to, for the next two months, well, since I'm doing so much research and other kind of tests and experiments, maybe I can't do it, but I'm going to at least do that consistently for the morning practices. I'm going to just write down a certain amount and do it consistently because I've been slacking off too, and that's not good. So it's a great reminder for myself as well. So once again, really thank you all for tuning in and listening. And until next time, sweet and lucid dreams.